And welcome to this episode of Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children of the 80s, 90s, and even into the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. On this podcast, we'll discuss movies, video games, and television shows that we grew up on. This week, Mike has actually kind of taken a break. Um, I I have some sad news to share with you, but I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, We are actually going to have a guest host here, Uh, someone who you guys probably heard before if if you've listened to the podcast the entire way through. I have brought my friend Eva Stanley back. Eva? Hello. (laughs) Good to be back. I've missed it. You know what? This is going to be so much fun. I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, Me too. If you guys can't, you know, you're not sure what we're going to be covering tonight, I'm pretty sure the theme song music gave it away. I I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We're going to go back in time to cover 1984's Footloose. Uh, Um, Now, before we get into the episode, I kind of want to just share with everybody here, as I mentioned, Eva's taking in and and guesting tonight. Mike, Mike, I feel really bad for him. Uh, A couple weeks ago, his mom passed away. Uh, She had been sick. She ended up in the hospital. Uh, and, you know, just things happened and she wasn't getting any better. They, they had her on a respirator and he finally said, you know what, she's got a DNR. Mm. He, he went to the hospital. He saw her pass. You know, he was at least there with her. So Mike's yeah. taking some time off to deal with that. And I, you know, more power to you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm really sorry that this has happened. I, I did want to let everybody okay. know what's happened here. So in case you're missing for a while people know you didn't drop off the face of the earth or that we had a fight or anything like that. No. Right. Uh, you know, I just wanted to give Mike some time and, you know, everybody needs that sort of thing when this sort of thing happens. I, I need it with my grandmother, you know. So with that in mind, uh, <laughs> we are going to cover one of our, I, I don't want to call this one of my favorite movies because it really isn't a favorite movie of mine. Um it's so damn ridiculous, but <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> By today's standards, and even as a kid, there were several like "what the hell?" Oh yeah, <laughs> moments yeah. in there. It was it, it was cheesy, but it was it was endearing at the same time. You know what? The music for this thing was just so damn good. <laughs> right, I think the music is what the music and the dancing, obviously, but it, it was. It was an okay plot, you know, and of course, Kevin Bacon, I had a huge crush on him when I was at, I guess we were, what, seven, eight when this movie came out. So I had a major crush on Kevin Bacon. I remember watching it over and over and over again to learn the dance moves and, yeah, <laughs> drool over Kevin Bacon. But <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, looking back on it now and watching it again to prepare for the podcast, I was just like, oh, what the fuck? What yeah. the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> laughing out loud. Oh, my God. Look at what they're wearing. Look at how they're dancing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which was kind of, it was a neat thing to, you know, experience and watch a lot growing up. And it's neat to look at it and watch it again as an adult, too. And, oh, yeah. and kind of appreciate it. I can't believe it's been, what, 30 years? Uh, it, it's 30? been... Yeah, thirty one. Thirty one years because they had God. they they had and I've shared it on Facebook. I'll share it again when the episode goes up. There is a clip from last year when Kevin Bacon shows up on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I saw that and he reenacted the dance. Oh yes. God, that was, yes. That was freaking great. Oh my God. You know, they're like, Even they're down like, to the sweatshirt and the jeans he was wearing and all. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Tearing his sweatshirt off and doing the whole dance and he had the wife beater on. Oh my God. It was freaking great. So basically what the plot of the film is, I'll, I'll just kind of make it a quick, quick plot because there really isn't a whole lot to say about it. Right. <laughs> um, you start off, it's it's a story of Ren McCormick, who was an upbeat Chicago teen who 
who basically he comes from Chicago after his parents split and he comes to this town, Beaumont, Oklahoma, and kind of butts heads with local minister who's played by John Lithgow. And basically in this town, dancing and rock music, they've been banned. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is just so ridiculous. The only thing I can think right. of is that this is a – it's such like a, a Bible Belt Baptist uh-huh. type of town. I was going to say that. You know, right. that that's the image I got from this because – what I know from and what I know would fill a thimble, mind you. So, you know, I apologize if there's anybody who's a Baptist or anything like that. But mm-hmm. my understanding is that if they're Baptists, you're not supposed to dance. There's right. something about it, whatever. So, I mean, that's kind of the impression that I got that this was, you know, that Bible Belt Baptist town. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, it's. He kind of shows up there in the town, he meets this guy named Willard. He learns that the city council's banned dancing and rock music. Uh, he falls for this girl named Ariel, who just so happens to be the daughter of the minister. Mm-hmm. Um, she the, He kind of butts heads with her, her boyfriend slash ex-boyfriend, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they have insults. The, the, there's, a, it, there's an incident involving a game of chicken with tractors. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I laughed at that. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, th- there's that. And Ren goes up before the city council. He reads some Bible verses and says, you know, I, I want to have a senior prom and I think we need to be able to do this. And, you know, yeah. quotes all the scriptural scriptures and all this. And Reverend Moore is like, well, you know, that's fine and all, but we're voting against you. Sorry. Right. Uh, you know, Reverend Moore's wife is kind of like, uh, you know, let him, you know, just relax, be, you know, they're kids. You need to stop being quite the minister, quite the pastor, and and instead be, yeah. yeah, you know, be more of a father to your daughter. Right. Uh, you know, the dancing and the music aren't really the problem. Mm-hmm. The main reason that this happened here is that they actually had Ariel's older brother uh, was in the car crash. There was a car crash that happened about six years before Ren showed up there in town. And there were some kids who went out and they were drinking and they were, you know, they were out dancing and partying across state lines. And they come back, crossed this bridge, got into an accident. Everybody in the car died. And basically what happened is that Ariel's older brother was one who was in the car. I'm not sure. I don't remember if he was behind the wheel or if he was, you know, just sitting in the back seat or what. But yeah. You know, he died and they found alcohol and so it prompted this whole banning and, you know, everybody kind of just did this whole knee-jerk reaction that this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, did they cross state lines? I don't know if this was covered, but did they cross state lines specifically to go dance? And is yep. that Because I'm thinking to myself, driving and dancing, why would there be that connection unless they went dancing and then and drinking and then were driving back? when that happened. Do you know if that was covered in the movie? Yeah, basically they had left, they had left to go to a dance and they had gone oh, to a honk okay. tonk bar type thing. Yeah. You know. Okay. Cause I was going to say, you know, just the act of driving itself back. Yes. You're, you know, if you're drinking and driving, that's bad, but why ban dancing? If that, if there wasn't a connection to dancing to that. Okay. Yeah. And the, the whole, the whole issue was that, you know, the Reverend had said, Oh, well, you know, dancing promotes, uh, promiscuity and it promotes, right. you know, all sorts of things and sin and, Bouchery. yes, you know, right. and of course, you know, we see this kind of with Ariel when she comes home one night and, and her father asks, where were you? I was out. Mm-hmm. What, what were you, you know, what were you doing while you were out? Were you, you know, no daddy, I was not smoking. I was not drinking. I was not, you know, doing anything like that. Blah, blah, blah. I was just out with Ren. I don't like that boy. Mm-hmm. You know, I could not stand Ariel. I have to interject. That girl, like, oh my god! I kept, again, as a kid, you know, there was parts of her character that I just 
did not like, but watching it again the other day, I was just like, this girl is a stupid, thrill-seeking, complete hypocrite idiot. <laughs> I just I kept thinking to myself, my God, she's, what was it that Willard said or somebody said in the movie, you know, she's just trying so hard to make people forget she's a preacher's kid. Yep. You know, trying so hard to just, you know, she was a slut. She was just, you know, the whole thing in the beginning where she goes from her friend's car to Chuck's truck. Oh, yeah. Her life and her friend's life to get into his truck you know just the, the train scene standing in front of a train and screaming and it just all these stupid things i'm just like what a stupid bitch well, <laughs> i could not understand the well, attraction to this girl okay <laughs> well some like, of that was due to, to her just trying to be you know to, to get out of this mold that her father had, was pushing her into she was trying to right. rebel you know, come on, we're all teenagers. We all want to rebel against, you know. That's true. That's very, that's very true. So it was just, maybe there was just some things about her personality that just like, ugh, this girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just want to reach the screen and strangle her. <laughs> maybe it's the mother in me. I don't know. Well, <sighs> I, I, I got to say, some of this stuff with this film just bothered the hell out of me. Me too. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what it bothered you. So... <sighs> First off, let's start with towards the beginning when you see her and she she sneaks off with her boyfriend and mm-hmm. they go out to the local drive-in right. diner, you know, hamburger joint, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Reminded me of like Arnold straight out of um, Happy Days, you know, yes. that type of thing. Yes. And I'm watching this and I'm going, okay. And she pulls out a cassette tape of rock music. And, you know, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, you better not let your daddy catch you with that. Right. And I'm like, really? Th- this is really bad? That That's, you know, that's banned in the town? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. And we get down to that, you know, and we start seeing her crank up the music with this boombox that's sitting on her boyfriend's truck. Yeah. And then everybody starts dancing. <laughs> Do you see something wrong with this? Oh my okay. god, that was one of the first things I laughed out loud. I'm just like, oh wow. This tiny little boombox producing so much sound and this whole... Well, it wasn't <laughs> even that. Is that I'm watching and I'm seeing these people bust out in a dance and they're like super choreographed, really good right? dancers. Exactly. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? How, you know, okay... <laughs> How are these people supposed to be so damn good at dancing if it's illegal in the goddamn town? Where are they learning to dance? Exactly. Yeah, it's a, I don't want to say it's a plot hole, but it definitely makes you go, hmm. (laughs) You know? Everyone here is, you know, tapping their toes and dancing along and like, oh my God, this is so, I'm happy that they're happy. I'm happy for them, but I'm laughing hysterically. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You know, it's just one of those things. And, and, and. There was that. And then we see the scene where Ren gets so pissed off, he grabs the keys to the car and he takes off oh, in God. his little Volkswagen no. bug. Yes. Drives out in the middle of nowhere into this warehouse oh, yes. and starts busting out dancing because he's yes. so pissed off at the world. <laughs> exactly. That was so cheesy, wasn't it? Oh, I love uh, it. You know, oh. that, that's not the sort of thing that I would have done if I was being rebellious. I would have climbed up to the top of the water tower and painted, you know, Reverend Moore sucks or something like that. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Driving to go dance. It just, yeah. It was a <laughs> little, um, yeah. It was cheesy. You know, I just, I, I had to shake my head. I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> it really is. You know, that and then... <laughs> You know, I get what they were trying to do, that they were trying to set this up. And it it, it was, it was kind of supposed to be a musical, but it yeah. really wasn't a musical because musical, you have like, you know, the song and dance numbers and this really didn't have that. It was, yeah, I don't know if they, it's, I yeah, I can kind of see how they could, you could kind of say that it kind of is because there's dancing along with the music or whatever. And the, but yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, very, uh, very cheesy. Yeah, that's gonna I, be my word of the evening. Cheesy. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> something. That, I just kind of rolled with it. I was like, okay, you know, but it was it was okay. It, there were some other things that bugged me. You know, like when she goes in front of her dad and she's there in the church and she's telling her father, 
daddy, I'm not a virgin, you know? I'm Dad. confessing my sins right here. And he's like, don't you speak like that. Right, right. You know, did you on. notice, too, like, this is where I was saying that she was kind of slutty. Like, did you notice that there was a theme with kissing with her? Like, she, like, meets up with him that doesn't even know him and, like, you know, sees him. And I think it was after that cheesy barn dance. And she's like, do you want to kiss me? And I'm just like, and she asked him that more than once. Do you want to kiss me? Do you want to kiss me now? You know, and like Willard and her, him were talking and like he, they were talking about just like her being with Chuck or whatever. And I think that was the same conversation where Willard was saying that she's trying to make people forget she's a preacher's kid or something. And he said the phrase, well, I think she's been kissed a lot. Did you notice that? There was a kissing oh, yeah. thing with Ariel. It was like, what the fuck is up with the whole Ariel and kissing thing? <laughs> It just, I don't know, that was something that I hadn't really noticed before until the other night. I'm just like, wow, this girl really wants to be kissed. Jesus. <laughs> yes, it's, you know, bringing, bringing to mind Drew, uh, Drew Barrymore and Never Been Kissed. And yes, just... yes. It's just like, oh, but God thinking forbid. back to when I was a teenager, I was never that bold. Hey, do you want to kiss me? Do you want to kiss me? Do you want to kiss me? I was just like, wow. Boldness okay. for teenagers <laughs> at that point should be like, here, let me stick my tongue down your throat. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you know, just saying. I'm just like, wow, you know, the father had a right to ask where his daughter was, you know. Uh huh. <laughs> so, yeah, I couldn't believe that she actually said, "I'm not even a virgin," and all of that. That was just like, holy crap! That's what I was talking about with saying she's just this hypocrite, just idiot. The the, the things that she would say and do. You know, you know, the thing with, you know, getting into her boyfriend's truck in the beginning and, you know, the whole music and the, at the burger joint and, oh, you know, yeah. the breakup scene. Remember the breakup scene when she break with her boyfriend and she's like oh. taking a pole and like smacking his truck and well, slapping and he starts, at like, him and beating her. And I'm just was like, that goes a little overboard there. It went way overboard. And I, I don't want to for any I don't want to say at all that she deserved it. But she was asking for a fight, you know, and she continually was that way, pushing buttons deliberately. And I understand, you know, being the preacher's daughter and all of that. But I think, again, I think maybe it's the mother in me coming out. But I'm watching this and I'm going, this bitch is just asking for a fight. She's asking to provoke people. She's trying to provoke people. And she's very in-your-face aggressive. Um, oh, and yeah. just, it, it's not, I don't want to say she's a dislikable character. Um but yeah, there's a lot of things about her that really bug me. And that was one of them. It's just like, wow, you are so in people's faces. It's just, you're asking for things to happen to you. You know, it's, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Well, let's go on here. Let's, let's kind of change gears. And I want to talk not so much about the dancing, but I want to talk about the cast because mm -hmm. we had actually, I think that we had a pretty good cast for this film. I think so too. Um, mm -hmm. We'll start off with the most obvious one, you know, right. Mr. Kevin Bacon. Mm -hmm. uh, as you guys know, I used to do the whole Kevin Bacon game. I've stopped <laughs> doing it. I'm certainly not going to do it for this one because, lo and behold, he's the star of the film. Can't Thank really link you. him to anybody. <laughs> okay. Anybody who was in this film, guess what? They were with Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Uh, but if we if we look back on his acting history, he's had a lot of stuff. Oh, he's uh, done a ton. You know, we look back, we start, his first film, his first on-screen role was for for one that you and I actually covered, Animal House. National Lampoon's right. Animal House. That was his first, that's right. You know, thank you, sir, may I have another. Right, uh, that's right. You know, he went on, he was in the original Friday the 13th, he was in mm -hmm. Diner. Uh, yep. Footloose, Quicksilver, Whitewater Summer, uh, some of the other ones that people obviously will recognize him from, Tremors, Flatliners, mm -hmm. uh, JFK, A Few Good Men. I was just going to say, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it kind of goes on. Apollo 13. Yep. Um, for the voice acting bits, he was the voice of Balto in the movie Balto. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Uh, mm -hmm. He was also Sebastian Kane in Hollow Man, which was kind of an updated Invisible Man type movie. Yeah. Uh, he showed up in Mystic River. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. God, I'm looking so here. So much stuff. Oh, yeah. The Animal House came out in, what, 78? So he's uh, been acting steadily. 
Oh yeah, seventy-eight. That's and he's oh my goodness. Yeah, oh, crazy. And of course, I cannot forget to mention for all of my geek fans out there, all of my nerd love fans, X Men First Class. He was Sebastian Shaw in that one. Nice. Um, not one of my favorites, but you know he was out there. It was it was an okay film. I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly better than R.I.P.D. where he played the bad guy. <laughs> I've never saw that, so I think I'll skip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, he's he's done some TV series as well. One of your absolute favorites. Go right ahead, Eva. The following. He is excellent in that show. And I just got wind, and I, I'm hoping that it's wrong, but I got wind that the show was recently canceled. And if so, I'm going to be really, really pissed off at Fox for canceling it because it is an amazing show. I've watched it from the very first episode and it is absolutely amazing. I highly recommend it. If you get a chance to watch it, it's excellent. And I'm really, really hoping that they bring it back. I'm, I've been seeing, I follow it on Facebook and I've been seeing a lot of, you know, they do like snippets of like little video from previous episodes and whatnot. And people have been commenting about it being the last episode. Um, they just did the season finale not too long ago. And I'm praying that that's not true. And they bring it back because it is such a good show. Uh, do you want me to, do you want me to be the bad guy on this? Go ahead. It's been canceled. canceled. It's been canceled. They canceled it. Yeah. The main character, one of the main, besides Kevin Bacon, uh, was killed off. And I kind of wondered to myself, Hmm, without, you know, the main serial killer character, how are they going to take this? What direction are they going to take this show? But I didn't realize that with the departure of the other main character that it was going to completely make the show. Maybe it's something Kevin Bacon wanted. I, I don't well, know. But, oh, that bummed it's, me out. It, it, basically, it basically breaks down <sighs> to not enough viewers watching it, which I, I know obviously there are a lot of people who are watching it. Yes. It, it has a, to, to use the name of the show, a following. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is talks though that it might kind of get new life on digital platforms, sort of like uh, Community did. Oh, um, okay, so okay. I really, they. I'm serious. I mean, so many people. When I was reading the comments, scrolling through on its Facebook page last week, and people were just like beyond, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this! This is like one of the best shows on TV, and at at its prime, they're gonna." You know, it happens like it happened with Dexter and it happens mm-hmm. all the time. And it's just like, why? There's so much crap on TV now. <laughs> why cancel a really, really, really good show that has a huge following? You know, I don't I don't get it. Well, but then again, Kevin being Kevin Bacon being who he is and being a super busy, super successful actor, you know, maybe he needed some you know time for movie projects. Maybe he you know has things. I know he's in a band. Isn't he in a, a band? Mm hmm. Um, so, you know, I can't, you know, it's one of the things that's like, I'm really, really upset and I'm really sad because it is such a good show, but if it's true, that was the last one. It went out with a bang. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing with a lot of these films, uh, a lot of these programs like this is it breaks down to a lot of different things. When you start getting long, long in the tooth for lack of a better term, when you start Mm -hmm. going three seasons, budgets start to increase you start having a lot more actors that are showing up and each one wants you know a piece of the pie right and when you start having viewership drop off not necessarily because people aren't watching the show but they're watching it say time shifted they're they're watching it on dvrs they're watching it mm-hmm. on netflix they're watching it on hulu they're not watching mm-hmm. it the night it airs right and i i, I think that we're gonna see we are seeing a change right now of how network TV is is being viewed. I mean, perfect example would be Netflix's Daredevil. You know, mm-hmm. that came out. Right. It, was, it blew up. You right. Know. So I that's think that's a very good point. You know, we're starting to see that change. You know, uh, yeah. Obviously, Walking Dead is starting to have its own little spinoffs and webisodes. Mm-hmm. Chuck had that going on. It, it's making that shift slowly but surely. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. It's just not quite there yet. And mm-hmm. maybe it'll change. Maybe we'll get, you know, a final season. They'll pull it out and they'll throw it out there on on Hulu or Netflix. They'll pull, you know, they'll pull a community or they'll pull an Arrested Development and throw it out there for us. 
I really hope so because I know, and I don't know if it really makes a difference, but I've seen several petitions to bring the show back and I don't know, you know, to send to Fox. People are, you know, like really urging to sign these petitions. And I'm like, I don't know if that really holds any weight, but I'll go ahead and do it. <laughs> so I signed, I think three or four of them, you know, don't, you know, don't drop it. Please don't drop it. Um, but yeah, if it's not completely over i mean if it is it is and it's you know whatever yeah. life goes on but it's just such a good successful show that it just it that makes me sad <laughs> yeah so let's move on here obviously we want to keep going on the cast because there is quite a few people here that we have to mention um we'll move on to the next star uh laurie singer mm-hmm. uh laurie <laughs> i hate to say this anything. yeah this was pretty much her big her, her big claim to fame. Um, yeah. She was, she started out in a TV movie called Born Beautiful, mm-hmm. went on to do 38 episodes of Fame, the TV series. Which I is, thought that was, you know what, I was racking my brain and I'm like, where have I seen her besides Footloose? I, I did not IMDb, I did not do any research, but I'm like, I know I've seen her doing a, something along the lines of dancing before. Mm-hmm. Where did I see it? It was Fame. Mm-hmm. Before Footloose, right? Right. She did that yes. from 82 to 83. Yes. And then in 84, she did Footloose, which was, mm-hmm. like I said, probably the one big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the next big thing that she did that was still kind of on the downside was The Man with One Red Shoe with Tom Hanks. Okay. Uh, I she, knew there was something else, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She did a, she did a horrible little uh, you know B-rated movie flick called Warlock. Um, VR.5, which was a TV series from 95 to 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was on an episode of Law & Order SVU. Mm-hmm. But really, just kind of out yeah. of the out of the spotlight. She might have wanted it that way. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, just, eh, you know. Not very, yeah, you would think that after Footloose, she would have had better roles. Was the was the movie pretty successful when it came out? I'm assuming it was. Um, good question. Let me see here because I I don't know. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, the reception for the film received mixed reviews. Fifty six approve fifty six percent approval rating according to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, oh. Critics' consensus was there's not much dancing, but what's, what's there is great. Rest mm-hmm. of the time, Footloose is a nice hunk of trashy teenage cheese. Yep. <laughs> what did we call it at the beginning? <laughs> awesome. You know. <sighs> that's funny. So it's... Yeah, that's a shame that she didn't really, unless she just didn't really want to. Kind of reminds me of what was his name, the actor that played Jake on 16 Candles, and you never saw him again. Or if you did see him, it was in some nothing role, you know? Yeah. Maybe it was, it was by choice. Yeah, I mean, it's not, not much to say here with it. I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure there's people who are out there screaming, oh, she was in this and I loved her. She was in that and I loved her. Great. <laughs> it was <laughs> Great. not something that memorable. I'm sorry. Exactly. I did remember her being in fame, though. I didn't remember what the, what the show was, but I do remember seeing that she was in a series. I was all of maybe six years old, but she, I did remember seeing her in something. So yeah. now I know it was fame. So now that filled in the blank for me. So cool. <laughs> now moving on, the next person, he's done an ass load of stuff. Um, uh-huh. John Lithgow. Oh yeah. Lithgow, yep. we've seen him yep. in God, he, he Everything. was Oh yeah. He was a star oh. on Third Rock from the Sun. Mm-hmm. Uh he was in Interstellar. He was uh Lord Farquhar in Shrek. Mm-hmm. Um Jeez, let me see. I here. just saw Harry and the Hendersons like a couple weeks ago and laughed my ass off. I'm like, oh my god, Harry yep. and the Hendersons! I totally forgot about that movie. Oh. And then there was another one that I just saw. What was it? He played a killer. Um, it was a John Travolta movie. Uh, um, early '80s. Oh, what was it called? We just saw it the other day. Uh, Blowout. It was an old John Travolta movie, and he played a serial killer in it. Well, that serial killer comes back. Obviously, he didn't excellent job on the tv series dexter 
He did, and I oh. had never seen him in that. When I was when I was watching it, I didn't hadn't seen Blowout yet, so I just assumed, oh my God, you know, uh, Mr. Henderson's playing a freaking serial killer, and I was shocked at how good he was. And then when I saw Blowout, I'm like, oh my God, so this isn't his first time playing this role. Holy crap! No, excellent. Uh, you know, I mean, he had that. He had. He had a role in Twilight Zone, the movie, where he was looking mm-hmm. up and he was seeing a, a gremlin on the wing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> He's done everything. Oh, he, he played opposite Robin Williams in uh, 1982. He played in a movie called The World According to Garp. And I never saw that. Oh, I bet it was good. He is a He was a former football player who realized that he was uncomfortable in his own skin and needed to become a woman. Mm, okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah, he was, you know, I mean, he was exactly what you think. This big, tall, gangly football player type that was, looked absolutely hideous and drag. But you know what? He made it work. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> no. He I mean, is superb in everything that he, I don't think I've ever seen a bad movie with him in it. I I have Santa Claus. Don't, oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just don't. I mean, there's certain things that he's done. Um, some people will say that he was that he was absolutely horrible in the movie The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Across I never saw the that, dimension. so I don't know. But it's it's a cult classic that I'm sure we'll end up covering here at some point in time on this on uh, talk about my generation. But not a you know perfect movie, <laughs> not by mm-hmm. any any means. He's such a good actor, though that he and he's done. He, he's just yeah, he's. In my opinion, oh, yeah. and even the excellent actors have crappy roles that you know, uh, ones that you wish that you could just be wiped off the face of the earth, <laughs> never to be unearthed again. You know, oh, some of them, you know what? It's like they're taking these roles because they need a paycheck. And right, right. I I, I don't mean to sound really negative about that or bad about that. It's just hey, they got to eat. You know, they're taking a right. role because that's what they got coming to them. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one that my wife kind of pointed out to me when we were watching this, that both she was kind of surprised at first was Diane Weist. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Diane Weist has done God knows how many things she was in, you know, Edward Scissorhands, uh, mm-hmm. I am Sam bullets over Broadway. She yep. was the mom in the movie, the lost boys. Right. Uh, God, I love that film. <laughs> mm, me too. Me too. Yeah. She's um, done a lot of stuff too. A lot of her movies, like, I, I obviously I know who she is and I know she's a good actress, but it's funny. I don't, and I've seen a lot of her stuff, but it doesn't come to me as easily as like John Lithgow and Kevin Bacon. Maybe it's because she's more, um, she's, I don't want to say she's not popular, but what am I trying to say? It, it's, it's somebody that you see in a lot of stuff, kind of like Clint Howard, but yeah. you can't really pinpoint. She's more of a, for lack of a better term, a utility character actor. Supporting actor, maybe, yeah. yeah, just somebody that is very well known and has done a lot of stuff and has proven herself to be, you know, a very good actress. But I can't, other than this one and a few other ones, I can't like just, you know, spout off a bunch of movies that I know that I've seen her in or that I know she's oh. done. So well, I mean, I, I can name a yeah. couple. You know, I mean, she was in Parenthood with Steve Martin. That, yes, yes. Um, she was in. <laughs> She was Louise Keeley in the Birdcage. She was um <gasps> That's the mom. right. She she was um uh Glenn or God, what's his name? Um Gene Gene Hackman's uh wife in that film, and I can't think of his name, the character name. Uh but yeah, she was in that. She was in uh Practical Magic. That's another one, yes. Uh, you know, so you're around you're you're spouting them off for me and it's coming back to me but yeah she's one of those actors that just i've seen her in so many things but i can't pinpoint them all yeah you just you see very her, very good like, okay i i recognized her she's been in these things but that's about it mm-hmm. uh no very good but in in some ways she kind of reminds me of renee zellweger that kind of look yeah. that she has on her face of like smiling like she's smelling something stinky <laughs> 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 you know, that's a uh, smirk. Yeah, I see. I see what you mean. <laughs> I love it. Very distinctive. We'll call it distinctive. Now, Willard 
if we go back and we look at Willard, uh-huh. um, Willard, aka Chris Penn, mm-hmm. um, he done anything besides Footloose? Oh yeah, he yeah he's done a lot. Um, really? Oh. Yeah, he he had a lot where you'd recognize him, but like he gained a lot of weight, and that was part of oh. the thing is that you look at him and you go, oh my god, he looks nothing like he used to. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he was. God, let me see. Starting back, he he had appeared on an episode of Magnum PI. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in the movie Footloose. He was in Pale Rider with Clint Eastwood. Uh, oh, okay. Let me see. He was in. <laughs> he was in a really bad fighting movie called Best of the uh, Best of the Best. Uh, I've probably seen that. That sounds familiar. He was okay. he, he was for all the Quentin Tarantino fans listening. He was nice guy Eddie Cabot in Reservoir Dogs. Okay, okay. Um, I and that movie. if okay. you see it, you're like, oh wow, yeah. He, he looks nothing okay. nothing like he did because he filled out and he got. I don't want to say fat, but I mean he was like he he chunked up. Yeah. Um, he was the sheriff in To Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. He oh, was okay. Uh, God, let me see here. Looking through. Oh, I'm surprised. You know what, though? I haven't seen, like you said, I haven't seen him or, that I know of and know, oh, okay, that's Chris Penn. So I bet if I were to go back and watch these movies, I'd recognize him and go, oh, okay. There he is. Mm-hmm. Now, cool. sadly, <laughs> Chris actually passed back in 2006. So. Did he? Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see. What happened here? I'm trying to look at his bio. Um, let's see. Uh, he basically had battles with heart disease, drug use, oh. uh, and he was found dead in his home on January 24th, 2006. So, oh, how sad! You know, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but he did. Yeah. He did now is he Sean Penn's younger or older brother? Uh don't think he's any relation let me see really he looks to me just like sean penn that's why well at least in Footloose. oh i take that back yes the youngest yeah. of three brothers the other being michael penn and sean penn i'll be dang so he okay. is he is a brother of of the pens mm-hmm. um but yeah you know i mean he he had his he had his roles there and you know unfortunately he's gone now so mm-hmm. we won't see him again but we can at least remember him for this right I love the dancing scene where uh, Ren tries to teach him how to dance and gets his nieces or his uh, cousins in there helping him dance. It was cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was adorable. Uh, one other one that was surprising. Did you happen to see Matthew Broderick's wife in this film? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I loved her. There was a show on around that time. It might have been after or before. It was around that same time called Square Pigs. And that was my favorite <laughs> freaking show ever and i loved her in that show so when footloose came out that might have been another reason i watched it all the time too is because of kevin bacon and sarah jessica parker but oh my gosh i i was watching it and just going oh my god the brown perm oh such a far cry from how she looks now you you want even from before that uh from in 1980 she showed up on 321 contact which was running on pbs so that kind of gives you some a little bit there as well. She was like mm-hmm. a young kid. Then she mm-hmm. went from there to she went from there on to do some other uh, like TV movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, she obviously did Square Pegs, Footloose, mm-hmm. uh, one of my wife's favorite movies. Girls just want to have fun. That was a cute one. Uh, she was Carolyn McAdams in Flight of the Navigator. Mm-hmm. Love that one too. Uh, mm-hmm. God. Let me see. She was in the Ryan White story, which was a TV series, a TV miniseries. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I still won't forget her and Steve Martin in L.A. Story. Yes, I like that. There is a scene where it shows Steve Martin and he's they're basically getting ready to have sex. And he's like yep. grabbing her boobs. And he's like, he's got this funny look on his face. And she's like. What's the matter? And he goes, your breasts, they feel funny. <laughs> oh, that's because they're real. <laughs> right. I was just going to like, 
Wow. <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. I have to interject too. And I, I don't like critiquing people's looks. Um, okay. <laughs> I how can I, know I put where this, this is going? <laughs> how can I, how can I put this nicely? I thought she was adorable in, in Salute. I thought she was really, really cute. I thought she was really cute in Flight of the Navigator with the blonde, frizzy, permed hair. And, you know, even in Sex in the City, there were some episodes. You didn't mention Sex in the City. No, not yet. Uh, I was getting to that. Ah, uh, sorry. I didn't mean to interject. But I have to say, she's one of those actresses to me that, and depending on what she's in, she's either dog ugly or really cute. Like I wouldn't call her beautiful, and I wouldn't, and I wouldn't call her very pretty. She's attractive, but it's just kind of funny to me. There's some roles where I'm like, oh my god, what a dog, and then other ones I'm like, wow, she's actually kind of cute. Well, so, it's it's like her agree early or stuff. disagree? Yeah, it, it's her early stuff. When she was in LA yeah. Story, she was she was cute. When she was in Hocus Pocus as the sexy witch, she was cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Striking Distance with Bruce uh, Bruce Willis. She was mm-hmm. cute there. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much after she did Ed Wood, things start to fall yeah, apart for her. I don't know if she, well, she lost a lot of weight. And that mm-hmm. right there, it's like, it just did not do her well. It, like her skin, like, I don't know if she had botched plastic surgery. I know she had a couple of children, but, and she's been okay. with Matthew Broderick for God knows how many years, 20 years, if, you know, yay for them. I'm proud of that. But if she had plastic surgery, why the fuck didn't she do something about her nose? Right. Uh, you said it. <laughs> that nose. My you God. It. It, it just got like huge and bulbous. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, but it's, she's one of those people that I, you know, and also depending on like, you know, a certain camera angle in the inquirer or something. And I'm like, she's really pretty here. And then other ones, I'm just like, Oh my God. So I kind of flip flop between, okay, do I think she's attractive? Do I think, you know, I think she's a good actress. Um, and you know, she seems to be a good mom. You see her with her kids a lot, you know, in the tabloids or whatever. And, you know, she, and like I said, she and Matthew Broderick have a good, you know, seem to have a good marriage or whatever. And they seem happy, but it just kind of makes me kind of go, Hmm, I can't, I, I don't really have her pegged. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. I think of her. <laughs> you know, I'm Beyond sorry, but when I watch, when I've seen her standing next to people like Kim Cattrall, Kim Cattrall is old. Right, but God, right. she's so much better. Right. Sorry. There's the dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and yet she was supposed to be the one that all the guys were going after. And it's just like, right. what the no. fuck do people see in her? So Sorry. You, you see what I see too. Uh, yeah. It's just not, it's just, I, and like I said, I hate to judge people's appearances, you know, but it's just one of those things that I've noticed depending on her role, I either find her attractive or not attractive. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's, and I, I could go on and on about some of the other cast. I'm going to kind of just gloss over them because there really isn't anybody else who stands no. out from this film. No. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously we've got, we've got the quote unquote big, big names here, but looking through on IMDb, there really isn't anybody else that I'm seeing. that was like, Oh, this person here starred and this person here starred. No, it was the parents, Ariel, you know, Kevin Bacon, the friend. Yeah. Yeah, That was it. There, there was one person who, who showed up, um, who had a bit part in it. She was a dancer in the, um, she was a dancer at the end. Marsha Gay Harden. No kidding. Mm Mm-hmm. Did I miss? Uh, did they did they pan on her for a brief second yeah. in the dance scene? Okay, I think I did see her. Yeah, she had she had a small uncredited role in Footloose. Yeah. So. Okay. You know what? I think I did catch that. Cool. Cool. So there's one of those little little tidbits for you, but mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, you know, you know, this film good. Uh, you know, it, it was it's definitely memorable. I'll say that. Right. Definitely has its spots. Um, mm-hmm. I know something that we haven't done here on talking about my generation for a while, but we're going to kind of come back to this because I want to talk about it. We're going to talk trivia a little bit. Okay. Uh, I know you've got some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got trivia and I've got to mention some quotes out of this film as well. Absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the trivia here. What have you got, Eva? Okay. Well, 
um, the two cousins of Ren, which, what was the living situation? The parents, the father split, and then he and the mother move in with, is it her brother and his family? I, I it was like so. aunt, uncle, and cousins was what I took from that. Mm-hmm. The mother's brother. I couldn't stand him, the uncle. Oh, no, the uncle was an ass. He was an asshole. Yeah, I, I bet that was the family relation that I could determine was, I think it was basically the mother's brother and the wife and the kids, the two daughters. Um, I think they were Sarah and Amy. They are actually sisters in real life. So, um, there was that. And I read, I remember reading something when the other footloose came out that I guess, cause everyone was asking, is Kevin Bacon going to make a cameo in it? And apparently they offered him a role as Ren's deadbeat dad. And uh, Kevin Bacon turned it down. He didn't like the role, so he, he passed on being in the in the uh, remake. Smart, smart man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I yeah, I <laughs> I saw the other one, and yeah. <laughs> uh, now, so here, here's a little tidbit. Did you know uh, he he sat down in, about two years ago with Howard Stern, and mm-hmm. he was talking to Howard Stern. And he said, you know, he's uh, he goes, yeah, I, I've actually gone and tipped. DJs at weddings simply so that they will not play Footloose. Oh, I bet. I bet uh, everywhere he goes, even 30 years later, that's a, it's a very memorable role oh. that people, you know, and it, it's yeah. attached to a song. Anytime you're attached to a movie that has like a really good soundtrack, you're kind of fucked. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll, you'll get bombarded with that song everywhere you go for the rest of your life, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I fully expect that even 30 years later, especially because of the reboot, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's coming back out. And then people are like, even Christina, my 13 year old, she wanted to watch the original Footloose and she was laughing oh. her ass off. Bless you her. Know? Bless her for wanting to watch the original and not the remake. Uh, uh, she watched both of them. And oh. she just kind of, you know, we, I think we spent, it wasn't uh, one after the other. She watched the original first, I want to say a few years back. And then when when did the uh, reboot came out? 2011, 2012, something like that. Yeah, it was. Um, she just kind of looked at me and she's just like, just awful. Yeah. <laughs> just awful. Um, but yeah, it, it, I don't know. I can't. I'm kind of with you. I can't say that I it's not one of my favorites, but it is one of those that. I saw a lot while I was growing up, so I, I do have a fondness for it. And the music, I, I will stand by this. I am a total 80s freak. I love everything 80s, including the music. The dancing, I, I laughed my ass off, but I love the soundtrack of that movie. Even still to this day, I love the soundtrack. No. Um, so there was a lot of really good things about it. But Oh, yeah. Well, like... Yeah. Uh, Chris Penn, we were talking about him earlier. You were saying about him dancing. Uh-huh. Little surprised with him. He couldn't dance. When when you see them go to the bar the first time and he's getting mm-hmm. all pissed off, yep. that's for real because he couldn't dance for shit. Oh, so that was an act that was that was a real <laughs> They they actually wrote that into the script because he couldn't dance and he had to oh. learn. So they're like, Oh, oh, well 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 yeah, we'll teach you. That that's fine, cool. And right. so all that dancing and they basically had to teach him in terms of what he already knew. So they were using wrestling moves to teach him how to dance. I noticed that, that there were some things that they kind of, yeah, incorporate. And that in general, too, I would think that, you know, people that learn how to dance, they incorporate different things, different types of music and different. Yeah, I did notice that. Uh, something else. There, there was a scene which I kind of saw and I was like, really? <laughs> And, of course, the first thought through my head when I saw it was, oh, my God, please don't turn around. I do not need to see wild things all over again. Oh. Um, you, you know what I'm talking about? I think so. There was the gym scene in the locker yes, room. Yes, Kay. yes, yes. Now, in the DVD commentary for this film, Kevin uh-huh. Bacon tells everybody that all the guys who were standing there in the locker room, they were paid 20 bucks a piece to appear nude. Just no so you could see some naked man ass. No way. He was, and he too. Was he naked in that too? Uh, apparently, I guess you see his butt. But you, you know, it was. It I wasn't until vaguely. I remember him wearing a towel. Yeah. I remember the guy he was talking to that was taking a shower. One of the other bit player friends was naked. 
Oh my god, they got paid twenty extra bucks to be naked. That's yeah, here, here's twenty bucks. Stand around. Uh, so yeah, it was like. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, I remember kind of being bothered by the, not really bothered by the scene, but kind of was like, huh. Would that really happen in high school? Oh, yeah. I, I I don't recall it being like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, be, between that and, you know, just... <laughs> there were a few things which I just thought was like... Mm. Uh, so, I mean, you have that. Now, did you know that Tom Cruise and Rob Lowe were originally both slated at one time to play the lead for this film? I did not know that, really. Could, could you see that? I mean, I, I kind of can because you had Tom Cruise that was basically he had just come off of Risky Business. Right. He had that so famous. That is exactly. Yeah. You know, the underwear dance where he's, you know, dancing around in the skivvies. Right. Uh, Rob Lowe was kind of like, ah, OK, you know, he he just he wasn't bright for the role. He auditioned for it. He had the dancing ability and then he wrecked his knee. Oh, oh, how did he do that? Do you know? Uh, he pulled his knee somehow, and so it was like, okay, I can't do this. So he was pretty much going with, do you think that he was up for it rather than Tom Cruise? Uh, yeah, he was going, he was up oh. for it. Tom Cruise was basically just unavailable for the part because he was filming all the right moves at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, now, mm -hmm. the interesting thing with this is that he, Kevin Bacon, was offered the role, the leading role for Christine... Uh, back in 1983, and it was at the same time that he was supposed to be doing the screen test for Footloose. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, and the producers were like, you know what, if you turn down this sure role in Christine for a part you might not even get in Footloose, you're probably actually going to be better off. Uh-huh. And the producers for the film are like, you know what, just just come out and try for it. You know, mm -hmm. if you get the role, it's going to make you a star. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did the screen test 30 seconds in. They're like, yep, you're what we want. Here you go. I'll be darn. Wow. So they were still kind of iffy. Well, once Rob Lowe was a no-go, they were still kind of iffy on Tom Cruise, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. Well, they were, they were, well, Tom Cruise couldn't do it. They offered, they also oh, offered right, to John Travolta, which, you know, again, John Travolta had just come off of Saturday Night Fever. Right, but he was too old. Yeah, he, he did really look was. like a high schooler. Yeah, he really was. Kevin Bacon had that, you know, he was in his 20s, I presume, at that time, but he still was able to pull off being, <laughs> even if, I will say this, he was able to pull it off, but at the same time, not. I mean, he's got a young looking face, but I always found, find it interesting and in like in all the movies that we've covered and how all the actors and actresses are meant to play teenage parts but they're usually not teenagers. They're usually in their 20s. Well, and how sometimes it's really, really obvious, and other times it's like, oh, wow, okay. Funny, it's, it's convincing. That's believable. Yeah. Funny you should yeah. mention this, because 24-year-old um, Kevin Bacon attended Payson, Utah High School as Ren McCormick, a transfer student from Philadelphia, to get into this role. <laughs> uh, he showed up with a narrow tie, new wave haircut, kind of that sting look that he had going on in the film. Uh, and basically everybody just kind of went, you know what? You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> they treated him like crap. They basically treated him exactly like you see in the movie Footloose. And Bacon cut loose. You know, he, he left that first day and he's like, yeah, this this is it. I, I'm done. Oh. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and That's so, funny. You know, obviously he went right in with that, right into the role. So <laughs> Right. Wow. Oh my goodness! So Tom Cruise was working on which movie? All the right moves. Yeah, he was he was going on into all the right moves, and then oh wow, Rob Lowe injured his knee. John Travolta, not really right for the part, I don't think. No, um, I could see you know if it were redone with Rob Lowe, I could probably see that. Tom Cruise, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Now I thought it was interesting too that I didn't know that. Kevin Bacon was like into the gymnastics. Like, I mean, he was, he was obviously a decent cheesy dancer, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but and I, that was kind of a surprise to me, but you know, the, did you notice like all the, um, uh, um, like gymnastics that he did? Oh yeah. Just like, Oh wow. That's, that's pretty cool. I don't know if the, he learned that for the role or if that was just something was he like a gymnast in high school or something or like, what was that all about? I thought that was kind of neat. Well, some of that was obviously his stunt double, dance double type thing. Oh, so. I didn't even think of that. Duh. Okay. 
So very true. Uh, so I've I've kind of gotten my trivia out of the way. The the quotes that I have to mention. There's one that goes back and forth between him and Willard at the very beginning. They're they're driving off from school, and yes. Ren pops in the tape and goes, "You like <laughs> men at work? Yep. Which man? Men at work. <laughs> Where do they work? No, they don't. They're a music group. Well, what do they call themselves? <sighs> right. Well, yep. what about the police? What about them? Right. You ever heard of them? No, but I've seen them. Where? In concert? No, behind you. <laughs> no clue. Over no. his head. Yep. That right there should have been kind of like a clue. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you, dude? You never heard of these rock bands? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? Well, again, you, yeah. have to, you have to think because they ban rock music, so right. they wouldn't have heard of Men at Work or The Police or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were there were a lot of pop culture nods, which I thought were real nice. Like when they start talking about classic, you know, classics that were written. And he says, yeah, they're talking about Kurt Vonnegut and Slaughterhouse Five. And he's like, yeah, that was a great that was a classic. Yeah. No, boy, that's not a classic. That is trash. Mm-hmm. Tom Sawyer is a classic. Yeah. That mm. was like, ooh, that pissed me off. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like, oh, these people. And just like yeah, the scene where they were burning the books in the library and all that. Oh, it made me so mad. I was like, this town is just so suffocatingly stifling. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my! one of my favorite lines is when he first meets Willard. And he says, I love it. He sees Willard, he's got the hat, and he goes, hey, I like that hat, man. They sell men's clothes where you got that? <laughs> and he just kind of looks, and he's like, oh. He wanted to snap back at him, and then it was like, this guy is cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, you know. That, and then the, the insult line, uh, when Chuck and Ren, you know, kind of have their incident in the parking lot, and he goes, I thought only pansies wore neckties. See that? Yep. I thought only assholes used the word pansy. Yep. Oh, you got to get on that one, Chuck. <laughs> shut up, shut up. Some bitch is going to pay for that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so, yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. He was, uh, in his own way, kind of making waves there. But he was just being himself, you know, and just this town that just was had a major stick up its butt. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know. I just, I, oh, God. There's so many things about it that, I will always like because it's a, it's a movie that I'm tied to from my childhood, but there's just so much about it. That's just aggravating <laughs> at the same time. Oh yeah. It's, you know, and I guess that that's it. So let's, let's kind of tie this up here. Final thoughts on the film. Did you like it? Did you hate it? I like the movie, but I can't say like you, I can't say it's one of my favorites. It's just one that I'm nostalgic over because I saw it so many times. Like I said, major crush on Kevin Bacon. And I had a thing for Sarah Jessica Parker because of square pegs and thought she was like my favorite actress at the time. So, um, it, it definitely, I love the music. Uh, The music was definitely the, and Oh, I have to say, did you love the dance scene at the end? How like in unison they all were? Oh yeah. That was I mean, the choreography. Wasn't that just stellar? Yeah. Well, and a little little bit of trivia that I, I forgot to mention. At the beginning of the film, when they're opening up with the title sequence and you see all the feet dancing, uh-huh. there's a pair that's wearing gold shoes. Yes. That actually happens to be the guy who's singing the song, Kenny Loggins. Oh, no kidding. They yes. put him in it. That's awesome. Well, they, they used over 150 different pairs of feet, most of them from the cast, dancing around there. And that's all they had was their feet shot for that. That's so cool. I didn't know that that was Kenny Loggins. That's very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved how, just like you, like you mentioned before, you know, these, these kids were not allowed to dance for the last six years. But yet at the prom, they put on the song. And I thought it was kind of cool or kind of cute. Like nobody was dancing when the dance was starting. Everyone was just kind of standing around all awkward. And then Ren shows up with Ariel starts dancing. And then everyone starts dancing as if they were kind of waiting for the, you know, Ren and Ariel to show up. And then everyone was so synchronized in unison. I was just like, wow, for a town that doesn't know how to dance, (laughs) (laughs) they sure know how to dance. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I seem to remember that the glitter that was in the air at the end, you know how there was a ton of glitter everywhere in the air mm-hmm. when they were dancing. I think that's a special effect. I could oh, be yeah. wrong. Yeah. It was, it was a filter on there because there was some glitter that fell and he does shake some off from his hair. Yes. But that was it. The rest of it was just kind of on, like they shot it and overlaid it. 
So. That's kind of what I thought too, because I'm watching that. And I'm like, that doesn't look like. I mean, you could see there was glitter on the ground, but I'm like, there's so much. It does not look like it's really. You know, it'd be they'd be covered in it if it was real. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I would have to say if I were to grade it, I would give it maybe a B minus. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not one of my favorite favorites. It's one I can watch. I can tolerate it. Mm-hmm. And it's, laugh at it. Oh, yeah. That's exactly why I would watch it. It's right. more corny, right. than, corny than anything else. Right. When I compare it to the remake that came out. Yes. Oh, God. Uh-huh. That was a pile of dog <laughs> shit. This is, this is an Academy Award winner compared to that pile of dog shit. I, my okay. thoughts exactly. Even Christina was just like, this is just awful. They yeah. just didn't know. <laughs> yeah, there, there then are again, things... I'm not really a huge fan of what's his face, Dennis Quaid, and not yeah. really a huge fan of Julianne Huff, but yeah, <laughs> compared to the remake, yeah, yeah much better. Know, just, guys, you need to stop doing remakes, please. Hey. Please Just stop. <laughs> stop. I agree. Okay. <sighs> so we'll go ahead and we'll end this out here. I want to thank everybody for listening to talking about my generation. Uh, you can go out and find us on the web. We are at mygenerationpodcast.com. Please go there. Take a look. Check us out. You can see all of our episodes that we have going all the way back to episode one. Uh, we also, if you want to leave comments there, you can do that. If you want to write to us, you can visit us on Facebook and leave us comments on the episodes there. If you want to send us an email, shoot us an email. You can write us at mygenerationpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, I am at S-P-R-Z-O-U-T, Sprzout. Uh, Eva, do you have a Twitter? I do. It's uh, Mommy of mommy of Three Seagulls. Okay. Uh, so we've got that there. You know, I want to thank everybody for listening again. Like I said, check us out. Give us feedback on Facebook. Give us feedback on iTunes. Uh, we will be having some new episodes coming up here soon. Uh, I know we've been kind of off, but again, you know, with everything that happened with Mike's mom and, you know, God rest her soul, mm-hmm. we're trying to get through all that. So episodes are kind of going to be up in the air for a little bit here. I'm trying to get them out once a week again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll step in wherever I can as well, and I'd be happy to do that. Yeah, and we are going to have coming up, uh, I know that July 3rd, we will be going all the way back to 1955. We will be going to 1985. And nice. then we'll be going to 2015. Uh, so if you're wondering what we're going to be talking about, yes, we're going to be going with Back to the Future. So we will so be cool. covering that. Uh, that will be spread out. We've also got Indiana Jones that's coming up. So we'll keep an eye out for that. We're going to be going to Comic-Con as well. So I will have a whole episode that will be dedicated before Comic-Con as to what's coming. And the aftermath as well. So be prepared. Great. Tune in. Listen to us. Thank you for listening. Talking about my generation, folks.
Come. 